Power up suits and welcome into another episode of the House Party Protocol Special Report. My name is Will, and with me today, as always, for the special report, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Pretty good. Uh, I had a really good accomplishment today. I put in a USB uh, the first time. I didn't have to turn it over three times. No. Put it right in. Man. You know, that means it's going to be a good day because I don't know about you guys, every single time I try to put in a USB, I have to turn it over three or four times because I mess it up. Exactly. You, You put it in, it's always, quote, the correct side the first time, but it won't go in until you turn it at least two more times. Exactly. That's, that's just, it's a law of nature, I thought, and you somehow broke that law so way to go Merzane. i broke reality you did so suits first thing off the rip been teasing it for a little while now and i think we might as well go ahead and rip the band-aid off rip off the duct tape it's just it might sting a little bit but we're gonna do it anyways and that is announce our final giveaway of the year and that's gonna be the weapon x box the saber tooth and wolverine box that comes out in mid-December. So what we're going to do is we're going to run this giveaway all the way through Christmas. Okay? So we're going to run this through Christmas, which will be December 25th. That'll be the last day to to submit any any stuff you want to do. And then what we can do is on that following week, so the winner will be announced on January 1st. Because that'll be, you know, the first of 2023, and it'll be a, high, a nice way to kind of kick off the new year, all of that fun stuff. So you have all of November to get your entries in. Check our Facebook page for the pinned post there. We'll have everything you need on how to enter. And then, as you know, we're going to do secret codes, as always. So we'll give you one a little later on in this episode, so be prepared for that. And, uh Yeah. I'm I'm stoked to to do this. It's you know one of those things that we've done for a while now, and and I love doing it. And I love helping people get the models they want, or maybe models that they weren't going to buy on their own, but now they have and love. So it, it's always a fun thing. So with that, uh, yeah, giveaway. Check it out. Christmas will be the the final day, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, that is December twenty fifth, and that's perfectly fine. And and no worries, it's just one of those things where my America brain says that Christmas is, um, is all the time, <laughs> you know, but it's not. So, uh, yeah, yeah, excited to do that. But without further ado, Merzane, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about uh, my list. <laughs> yes. So usually we like to do show lists and, uh, you know, listener lists and all that stuff, but uh we mix it up. That's the point of the special report is to mix it up and just really deep dive on list building, get into the minutia here and talk about the why, the how and and the what of putting a list together. And Merzane, you're coming up to an event that we're having here in Memphis in just uh, under two weeks. Yep. Next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be 
or some iteration of this list is going to be what I bring. Uh, so just like with our TTS special reports, I have no fear letting everyone know what I'm playing. That's right. We're doing it. <laughs> just throwing it right out there. You have no fear yet. What's going to happen, y'all, is he's going to show up and he's going to be like, okay, so I made these changes that none of y'all are ready for. Yeah, I decided to play Avengers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get that one last test game in. Kenny's going to dumpster you, and you're going to be like, ah, you know what? Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> God, yeah. I wish Kenny was coming, but yeah. he's not. Me too. Uh, Me too. I'm going to miss Kenny. I don't think that Kenny knows that I like him very much just because I like it's. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't had him on the show yet, so, like, I know that there's, <laughs> that there's like, he's probably like, hell, man, but it's. It's, it's tradition it's kind of, at this point. Yeah, it's kind of funny at this point. <laughs> like, the longer it goes on, like, you know, the more uneasy he gets about it. And oh, absolutely. You just have to keep going. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing, though. I really like Kenny, and it was, you know, so it's just funny. Uh, with all that said, the name of this list, we, we just came up with it on the fly before, before we started. It had a different name, but we've, we've dubbed it Shield Prime. And, uh, if that uh, tells you anything, then uh, Merzane, let's let's start by going over this list, and maybe Kenny will get some information to to put you in your place before coming up here. He would love it. He would love to finally take his first win off of me <laughs> in person. Right, right. You got to throw that caveat in there, right? Uh, so in this list originally, uh, it was called Shield and Nulls because I was playing Shield with a with a side of sentinels but uh in my playing i have uh since moved some of the sentinels out and kept just one in uh spoiler alert uh and right now what i'm working with is black widow hawkeye iron man luke cage nick fury jr nick fury senior and the boys uh she hulk for some spice we'll get to uh winter soldier Wong and the prime of shield prime is a Sentinel prime Mark four. Yeah. So uh, I, I like these characters and I think that uh, there's quite a few of them that work well with shield, but we'll talk about that in a second for your tactics cards. Merzane, you've got battlefield medicine, which is shield med pack. Basically but the interesting yep. thing about battlefield medicine that I want to hit on here that I find interesting that's the interesting thing that I find interesting. Yes, it is a shield character that can play it, not a, not somebody else. Now, luckily, you're only splashing three out of shield affiliation characters, so I don't think that should be a problem. But I just I find those little things to be little gotchas that people might not get all of a sudden when they when they're playing something. I know you do, but you know maybe the suits out there. <laughs> it has definitely come up a couple of times. Where I'm like, ooh, I really want to activate this. Uh, the splash guy, but I really need to battlefield medicine somebody, but I really don't want to activate them yet. So that's definitely been a relevant factor in the list so far. Yeah. Like so in a couple of situations, we'll talk about a, a way to, to maybe deal with that in a second, but uh, we'll finish up with these tax cards. Then you've got eye in the sky because it's a drug that people get addicted to uh, oh, yeah. Helios laser bombardment heroes for hire marked for death sit rep. Smash and the Shield Mobile. And uh, Sit Rep, for those that might not know, is Shield Tactical Analysis. And the Shield Mobile 
allows someone to move long. It is amazing. And um, it's shield climbing gear, but for flying and with long <laughs> and with long. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and then your restricted slots are brace for impact and sacrifice. So one thing that I think is is quote unquote missing here in the tactics cards, and it's only because of how it's relevant to battlefield medicine and the shield mobile and stuff like that is the initiative. Now, I know it's a less popular card, and I think everything you have here makes perfect sense. I, I don't think there's anything I would necessarily change to put the initiative in, but what the initiative does is it allows a character to count as affiliated. And what it can do is allow for a Sentinel Prime, potentially, as an example, to all of a sudden get access to the shield mobile and move long. A Sentinel moving long is disgusting having tried it myself oh god yes so uh that would be my only uh, only thing um i have definitely considered it and i'll tell you in this list the one card that used to be an auto include and is now uh raising an eyebrow for me is smash um i love smash back when i was playing uh sentinels more um, Smash made a lot of sense because more often than not, I would have an opportunity to play it really well with a Sentinel. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just splashing a Sentinel Prime. But the way I play the Prime doesn't typically make Smash as good. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's a good 10th card, but I could see it swapping. Um, the initiative I've considered, um, I actually talked a little bit with Shadow Marvel um, about it because he plays, he's played a little bit of shield with Thanos and the initiative and he's a pretty big fan. Yeah. Uh, giving Thanos a long move is uh, also gross. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, my one issue is that I just don't think I, I've kind of designed the list where every Every card is going to be extremely impactful. I want every card to either be able to turn the game or keep the game from turning. I see. And that. the initiative itself is going to cost a card slot and use up one of my five opportunities to turn. Um, now, of course, one of these eye in the sky is going to be always up because I'm, or every turn it's going to come back or every round it's going to come back. Right. Um, which makes the initiative less of a tax. But, oh, it's, it's very hard to justify it being even the fifth, right? Because we're probably going to look at Eye in the Sky, Brace and or Sacrifice. So let's just say we take one. That's two cards that we know we're going to take. Then Battlefield Medicine, we know we're going to take. Mm -hmm. um, then we have, a, if we don't, even if we don't take the other restricted card, we have a bunch of cards vying for that spot. And Smash makes it in sometimes. With the Sentinel, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think the initiative would make it nearly as many times. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I, it's just one of those things where it, it's a little bit of a spicy combo that I think can catch some people off guard sometimes, and it's one where I think you make a really good point in that. You know, personally, I love Smash. I think, especially playing Sentinels so much as I have, I I really like Smash a lot. I think that. 
it's really fun for them. I think that it's one where if you're able to put yourself in a position where you can double tap and smash something that's size three or larger, you feel really good about yourself. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. but, but then there's that time when there's nothing around to smash that's worth it. And even smashing for two, a size two piece of terrain can sometimes feel a little, a little lackluster. Yep. So that's sort of the issue is it's, it's very table dependent and yeah. side dependent. Like, cause oh, you yeah. know, we could get a good table for it, but only if I get that side of the table and my opponent gives me the other side and then I don't have access to cool terrain. Exactly. Smash. Exactly. So uh, it's one that I'm with you. I think it's a great 10th card for you, but at the same time, I think if you were going to drop something, it would probably be that. So yeah. yeah. At, sit rep is probably the ninth for this. Uh, and maybe Mark for Death is also sort of in that conversation. But Mark for Death, I'm running a gun line, so uh, yeah, I want to stop people from. I, I'm trying to kill people with 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 shots. I don't want people to get cover yeah. or re-roll and stuff. So Mark for Death's pretty good. Look, I'm going to tell um, you. I'm going to tell you the secret sauce against the convo uh, that that I play so much and strange specifically. So we've already talked about this many times. Energy attacks. <laughs> energy attacks are great. Like everybody says, oh no, he's he's weak to physical. Sure. Not as weak as you think, because when Ironbound books are up and yada, yada, yada. Let's just, okay, we all know the story. Don't attack They're strange. always up. That's the real secret <laughs> sauce. Is yeah. If you're, but Ironbound books are always up. Here, here's the thing. March for Death onto Strange is his worst effing nightmare. Yes. <laughs> not, not because he has stealth, but because I have Agamotto, that like get out of jail free card that he just has attached to his card. It goes away and it sucks. Yep. Can confirm. <laughs> it's also cool into like, um, what is it? The, like, uh, like a, uh, black cat. If she's trying to run away. Cause I got some, I got some range fours and fives. That oh, can shoot absolutely. Her with. For, for black cat. I think it's a no brainer, but I just, um, you know, yeah. For killing, killing strange, really dead. I think that's what happened in our, um, didn't I use Mark for death on him in our, uh, Yes, 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 you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's happened Yay. to me a couple times since then, and I was just like, ah, it's the worst. I started a trend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, man, my strange is doing all right. Not anymore. Not anymore. So, Merzane, let's go back here. We've talked a lot about your tax cards for a second, and we'll, we'll come back to them. You know, there's, I think there's a lot to unpack in this list. So, oh, yeah. when we go back and we're looking at your list, I think everything here makes a lot of sense. And there's only a couple of things where I'm like, huh, that's interesting. First one, Wong. And yes, <laughs> I mean, I, I love Wong, a healthy application of power and healing. Never hurt anybody. However, it's one that I don't see a lot in shield. And I'm wondering what's the plan with Wong. And is he like, something that you have a very specific plan for a specific crisis or is he going to be there kind of often? So Wong is a bit of a holdover kind of like smash from um, the days when this list was also running a lot of Sentinel stuff. Wong is real good in Sentinels. He is low key. Excellent in Sentinels. Yeah. Uh, and I've grown a little fond of him. Um, I was really down on him for a long time. Um, 
And I don't know if it's been meta shifts or maybe a better understanding of the game personally, but uh, he, I, I haven't felt like it's been such a tax. Like he, he used to feel when I was initially testing him when he was like first released. Um, and so I've been a little hesitant to drop him. He still helps the, the, the prime when I play him. Um, he can help anyone get a lot, like a lot of shield characters will have something that they can turn on round one or two that gives them like a little bit of an edge. So like Hawkeye's got his, um, his arrow shot or whatever, or not his arrow shot, his hook arrow, his hook arrow. Yeah. Um, Iron Man's got the, the, uh, Friday AI, Nick Fury. You want to get to three power as fast as possible for eye of the sky. And sometimes it can be hard round one or two. Um, howling commandos might want to do, you know, we talk about it with, um, the Sentinels, but got uh, siblings in arms round one is still excellent. Even in shield. Oh, um, definitely. Winter soldier being able to do a Hydra tactics is really good. Um, so like he still has a lot of that same play of being able to turn someone on round one, but then I'm also realizing that I'm doing a lot of like doing a lot of defensive tech layering with this list. Obviously when you look at my tactics cards, you see a lot of defensive tech. Um, there's a lot of me wanting you to like attack me and then me make it really bad for you. Oh yeah. Like the double got your backs and stuff. Love it. Yeah. Um, Wong helps keep people up. So I have like battlefield medicine and then Wong healing people. And then I in the sky, keeping people safe and then bodyguards and uh, heroes for hire and this and that. And it's just, he's proved pretty good. And, And this is a list that I want action economy too. So like, my other options are like, I've talked a little bit with uh, my sensei Vince from Alfredo's size three taco truck. A lot of this is uh, with some conversations with him and a little bit based on what he's been playing. Um, but uh, he plays bullseye in the slot, I think. And I think that's really good. Um, it gives, it does like free damage and applies bleed and ignores cover and all this stuff. Uh, but Wong is like a little bit more of a comfort pick um, and a little bit of a, uh, like, like pure support, obviously uh, being able to remove conditions from my guys that need to have both their actions to shoot feels pretty good. Sometimes like sometimes I think it works better than getting the, the, the one damage. And like, sometimes I don't guarantee a daze or a KO, but I'm mostly fine with that. I think yeah. in a lot of ways with this list, um, but he is definitely one. I am not, I'm not a hundred percent. He's going to stay in. He could swap. Interesting. There's okay. a lot of good twos. <laughs> There are a lot of good twos. It's it's really hard. It's a really hard slot to nail down because whatever one you decide to go with, they all do different things and they all fill a very specific role usually. And I'm with you on Wong. I think that he is the ultimate support to he's excellent in that regard and being able to functionally pass with an early Wong activation on like turn one, I think is subtly good in, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and so, so I really like that. And then giving your opponent as little information as possible by saying, okay, fine, I will pass. And oh, I'm giving Nick Fury a power. Cool. Like, everybody knows Nick Fury is trying to get his power for eye in the sky. So like, it's not a big deal or, Oh, I'm going to give Iron Man a power. Cool. Friday AI is online. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think there's anything weird about that or, or 
overall telling in your strategy and stuff like that. The only thing that you have to worry about with Wong, and it's it's not so much that your opponent's going to get to him, but it's that can he be in a position to impact the game for the majority of the game? And, and that's yep. the thing that it takes reps with Wong to understand where he can and can't be to impact the game. Yep. Agreed. And I'm still having a little trouble with that, but uh, I think my play style with him right now is if uh, anyone's ever played War Machine, uh, you'll know about uh, Warcaster attachments, basically. Um, your Warcaster, your leader, got a little uh, friend to tag along with them and give them like little buffs, like little minor buffs usually, um, but the minor buffs were big enough to like really change how they played. And I kind of just play one like a caster attachment, like the same thing, like this little dude that follows him around and just kind of gives them like, Oh, look, you gave me like one extra power. Cool. You did your whole job. Like, you could do nothing <laughs> else for the rest of the game and I'm happy. Yeah. Or, oh, you healed that one guy from, uh, he was going to die to bleed and now he gets a full activation. Cool. And like, that's really good. Or, oh, that guy had a stagger and now he doesn't. And good now job. he doesn't. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think it's great. He, I typically pick like one character, Sentinel Prime and Nick Fury, the two major ones. And he just. He just follows him around with a smile on his face. And if he dies, he dies. And if he doesn't, I get value. Yep. Usually that's how it goes. So the next interesting choice I have, and, and you kind of mentioned why while you were talking about Wong a little bit, but it was it's Hawkeye. And I, once you said gun line, I was like, okay, makes perfect sense. Hawkeye is a great gun line character. And I don't know about you, Merzane. One of the things I've, I've found with Hawkeye I think he's a really good character. He's a really good character. However, I always felt like like when you absolutely needed it, gotta have it on the dice, it just would not go right for whatever reason. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's only rolling five dice, and if you needed, like, two successes or something to, you know, whatever, whatever the math, however it works, but you just needed it, right? That's when it would fail, and I feel like with prime in your list now you're mitigating that somewhat yeah and uh he definitely feels a lot i've played a couple of games with prime and he feels a lot better there um he's also there a very sneaky uh tech that you might not be able to see really well when you're just initially looking at the list is uh nick fury and his boys nick fury senior and his boys that is and winter soldier both have got your back yeah um when you daze someone else they both are going to be able to shoot you. And that's a big punish for killing uh, one of my guys. But also if that guy is Hawkeye, uh, he's going to shoot you first um, and maybe shock you. So you may not kill him. And if you do, then you're going to get shot potentially three more times. Once from Nick Fury and the boys and potentially a rapid fire from winter soldier. Um, so it makes it really hard to decide if you want to kill that guy, if he's close to his friends. Right. And then also, uh, this is more tech I got from Sensei Vince, um, was that you can do something really cheeky, like eye in the sky, someone, but if they, even if you can't get him out of range of the attack, over to Hawkeye, sacrifice to Hawkeye, Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye shoots him back. Yeah, that's so gross. <laughs> uh, and then if Hawkeye dies... Then you get the double shots or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so and, and let's let's just go ahead and note, fast draw is what you're referencing here on Hawkeye. And yes. if the target 
if, if when he's targeted, when Hawkeye is targeted, if the attacker is not within range three of Hawkeye, then he gets to shoot him. And the interesting thing about that is, I, I keep saying, there's a lot of interesting things here today. <laughs> I've realized this is like the phrase of the show, I guess. But uh, I always, anytime I see a Hawkeye, I'm like, dive that sucker. Dive him. Get in there. Don't let him be at range three because that's when it all goes bad for me. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. And like, he ignores stealth by himself and cover. So like, he's a mini mark for death, right? Like, uh, talking about that hook shot, not that arrow shot. That hawk, uh, hawk shot. Wow, hook shot. Um, I this is his superpowers are just an enigma to me. I just don't know how to say his his Clearly. stupid power names. Uh, but uh, hook arrow or hook shot or whatever uh is really good mobility on top of like oh absolutely. I you know sit rep and uh shield mobile, and he's a really good battery for those kinds of cards like. Hawkeye paying for battlefield medicine doesn't feel bad or uh, for marked for death or sit rep or being able to want to do being the one to do shield mobile or helping pay for Helios laser. Like he typically gets a bunch of power and just sits on it. Yep. Whereas like Bucky can use all of his power if done right. Yeah. Nick Fury, the Halley commandos don't like giving it up. Nick Fury jr. Doesn't like giving it up. Iron man. Not a big fan of giving it up. So like he's a he's a good battery that has a lot of really, really interesting like utility and moves you can do in this list. Yeah. Um he's been pretty good. He's not the one I thought you were gonna bring up, but <laughs> oh I'm gonna I mean, look, we're moving. We're moving along. So it's just <laughs> one that stands out to me because I remember we we've been playing this game since it came out, Mersane. And mm-hmm. Hawkeye was a very early release and it was like, oh my God, Hawkeye, you know, he was everywhere. It was splashing everywhere. It was just, you know, all over the place. Everybody's playing Hawkeye. And then anytime I saw Hawkeye on the other side of the table, I was like, oh God, you know, just it's going to be punishing, punishing, trying to attack him, all that stuff. Right. And yep. he's just kind of fallen out of favor. And even when Shield first came out, I feel like people were like, yeah, you know, it's Hawkeye. It's, it's okay. He's affiliated, sure. But I'm glad to see him kind of making that resurgence a little bit. And I've seen a lot of people playing like Vision and stuff in Shield. And Vision, I think, is great. There's no reason not to play Vision a lot of the time. However, I think it's interesting that you have Hawkeye over a Vision type character. Uh, and maybe that's the wrong slot that you would put Vision in, but you know what I'm saying. And yeah. And so I, I find that. Uh, cool. I just think it's cool to see Hawkeye back, and I think that the overlapping out of activation three attacks nonsense sounds uh, sounds gross. <laughs> it sounds gross. Yeah. When 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 um when Sensei Vince told me about this, uh, I was uh, immediately in love with the concept of just like, oh, you just you just wanted to make a casual four die builder into me. Well, uh, you're gonna take. 18 dice first yeah <laughs> or and you're gonna take 18 dice for it so so i'm <laughs> sitting here in my head right now like like going through a match and and how like just kind of quickly thinking about this and, and i hope the suits it at home do this too while we talk about this stuff is like visualizing how these things work i hope that we do a good job of of saying that and suits let us know if we can do a better job 
If there's something that we're not covering in a way that you would like it, let us know. But I'm I'm just thinking about like the ranges of these characters. Bucky range five, Hawkeye range five, uh, Fury and the Commandos range four. And I'm thinking like that is a bubble that you are going to be hard pressed to get out of. You can maybe, maybe get out of one or two. Right, well, one. You can maybe get out of one, but you're you're not going to get out of two. And if you get out of one of them, then like, okay, are you close enough to Hawkeye where you don't get shot? Oh, cool. Are you like? Let me ask you this: Does does Eye in the Sky work? Where okay, uh, you've targeted Hawkeye. You're within range three of him, and then you Eye in the Sky. Then he qu- can do his uh, quick draw thing. Or, sorry, fast draw. Um, I don't remember the exact. I, that's something uh, that is a more like advanced uh, tech. I actually would need to look that one up. Uh, I'll get you an answer soon. But I, th- I think I and this guy and Hawkeye all work on the same timing, and that's why you could, um, I and this guy and then sacrifice and then do the. Well, I'm saying draw. you don't have to sacrifice at all if Hawkeye's the target. I, yeah, I think so. I think you can. I, I think uh, that that's how that works, but we'll need some clarification on that. I can tell you right now. Uh, in step 2D of the timing chart for attacks, if the target is in range, resolve effects that happen when a character is targeted, starting with the attacker. So that means that attacker gets to do all their things, and you as the defending player uh, gets to use all of your bodyguards and sacrifices and quick draws and eyes in the skies and stuff. So, yeah, you could, like, shoot and then leave. <laughs> well, And that's the thing. It's like, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I think you do. But I'm saying if, if for whatever reason, let's say I, I just, I go for broke, I, I dive you with uh, Strange or whatever, right? Like, I, I move, I place, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get Hawkeye, just get him out of there, right? And I'm within range three of Hawkeye. And then you're like, okay, cool. Nick Fury is going to use Eye in the Sky on Hawkeye. Hawkeye is now at range three and a half. And then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to blast you, blast your strange with Hawkeye real quick with a fast draw. I kept calling it quick draw. It's fast draw. And then, oh, by the way, now strange is going to do his attack into Hawkeye or have to choose otherwise, but let's just assume I'm, you know, single-minded here and go into Hawkeye with a mystic attack He's got four health. I'm rolling five dice with a pierce. He's got two mystic defense. I'm feeling confident. Uh, so I go for it. I daze you. And then all of a sudden I'm within range of all the boys. That sounds horrible. And <laughs> yes. then you're going to have eye in the sky back on the next turn as well. Yep. I so. think that's the part that really gets people is when eye in the sky comes back and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And, um, and what what I'm seeing with all of this, and again, the, the visualization and everything is there's not much you're going to be able to do as, as an opponent to this to avoid some of it. And it really, I think, uh, lifts the mental load on your opponent, Merzane, where if you're not accounting for the ranges of a Bucky, of a Nick Fury, of a Hawkeye with a fast draw, if you're not accounting for those ranges, you're 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 going to be having a hard time. But but 
most people are saying, I don't know about you, but most people are very focused on their game plan and, and mm-hmm. kind of doing the things that they need to do to be successful and not so much doing the things or preventing your opponent from doing the things that they need to do. It, it, there's, there's kind of a balance, I guess you could say, right? Yep. But a lot of times what I notice is it's like, all right, I, I want to do this thing. And, and people just go for that thing. And, and trying to disrupt that is something that can prove difficult at times. And when I see this, I see this as just complete and utter disruption. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very interesting. Here we go again. That word. If you, <laughs> that's what we're going to rename the list to. Seriously. Uh, if you remember my old styles for, like my old style for my, uh, my, Sam Avengers list, like one of my preferred ways to play is to basically put the onus on my opponent constantly. Yes. Uh, lots of time pressure and decision-making pressure. Uh, I know what my game plan is and I want you to be thinking about my game plan and I want you to be thinking about how you have to stop me. And I want you to be constantly thinking about every single th- move you make and whether or not it's actually going to work. Uh, and Every time you think about that and I don't, you're giving me an advantage because you're fatiguing yourself. You're taking extra time, which on a, we're not doing chess clocks, but on a chess clock, that's really good. That's an old war machine habit playing oh, yeah. like that, you know, make your opponent think on their own clock and not do anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, the more, t- the more in my opponent's head I am, the more likely they are to trip up or to, you know, get to the late game when you're both kind of tired, a little fatigued. And you have that one little bit of like, you're a little bit less tired because you haven't had to think as hard about dodging uh, another right. eye in the sky or right. uh, figuring out dice math to see if you can daze that guy before I get to battlefield medicine. Him. Exactly. Uh, or figuring out, do I put this condition on them when they can just wong it away? <laughs> uh, well, I, I will you know, say yes, put the condition on them because then it forces Wong to have to do that. Yep. I will say. Typically, I, 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 I'm the more that. and more you get into these decision trees, the more and more you start taking these. I have seen it myself being in that position and also talk to people who are like, you know, even the simple decisions you start questioning because you're like, maybe he just wants me to do that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's just baiting me again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've, you've played me before. I will let you make bad decisions. Oh, and I won't tell you not to. Single not, not in a tournament. Right. Yeah. Now, that's the thing, and and it's part of whenever we talk about like events and stuff, go into your opponent and like you know if you have something that you feel like is creating a mental load, you don't necessarily want you to you know, ask your opponent how to play and stuff like that. That's not what I'm getting at with this, but like asking questions. Hey, it, what can you do? You know, where where is like all right? Do you have this in in play? You know. Because everybody always says, okay, it's open information, but it's real easy to get caught up in the minutia of a game and forget mm-hmm. what has and has not been used and forget who has what power and stuff. So like, hey, do you have uh, got your back or siblings in arms online? Do you have reactive stuff online? Like, I think that's all fair game questions. Absolutely. You know? Uh, yeah, definitely. That's a good way to get out of the mental luck is to it's very easy to um, get really deep in the think tank, as we say, and uh, just like 
really dig deep and try to like, you know, you psych yourself out. Yes. Asking your opponent questions and starting a little bit of a dialogue can help you keep from falling into that trap. You know, ask me, Hey, is uh Hawkeye in range of this guy? Mm, no. Okay. Is he in range three of this guy? Uh, no. Uh, so you start making me also help you think. Right. Even if it's just a little bit. Right. And, and it's one of those things where questions like that make perfect sense. What's what kind of questions you don't want to ask is if I move here, do you do that? And it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, like that's not a question that's going to get you any information. You want, you want things that are going to help ease your burden. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, that's, that's, that's the way I would look at it. So you're, you're not asking your opponent to, to help you play. You're just asking to make sure that you understand the board state. That's where I would go with this. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's a lot and of also, if you're, it, if you are in that lock, it is okay to like turn your brain off and think, and just, just say, hold on a second and just chill for a minute and then come back to it. Oh yeah. Some, oh yeah. Sometimes you just have to like, sometimes you have to reset, do the windows sound in your head, let <laughs> yourself uh, calm down. And yeah. that gets you out of that. The, the the play style I have is it can be a little mean sometimes. It's very easy to like, it's very easy to break though. Yeah. Pressure is a very good way to make people make mistakes. And I, I typically like to capitalize on mistakes. Yeah. And what's funny for me with all of this is that we have counter play styles in a lot of ways. Uh, I'd say in a lot of ways it's diff- like we play similarly these days, I guess. I don't know how to explain what I want to say here other than, <laughs> I tend to play fairly aggressive uh, nowadays, I guess you could say um, fairly aggressive. It, you know, kind of stick, stick and move, get in there and like get the advantage and then pull back. It's kind of how I like to, to do things these days is, is I, I don't know how to explain it. It's hard to put into words with, in terms mm-hmm. of like a play style, right? But I look at this list and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how I would deal with this because Usually when I play shield, into shield, that is, I'm always like, all right, Nick Fury is target number one. Sacrifice most everything to kill Nick Fury. That is usually where my head goes. In a situation like this, I think that's probably a trap. Probably. But if you aren't doing that, then you're going to have to extremely... Be on your. I mean, you just have to be on your toes, and and so yep. like when, when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, how would I attack this? I would probably go after someone like Bucky early, someone like the Howling Commandos early, try to get those guys out of there, and and then kind of slow that down, and then try to go from there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think your best bet is one of those two first. If you can't hard die, if you can hard die Fury. If you can trade me a three or four point character for my fury, you take it. Well, yeah, but Getting that's the thing. The table's huge. It is huge, but that's the thing. Hard diving fury with a three or a four is really tough. It's very hard. You have to. I have to really mess up most likely, and or and, you have to like really outsmart me. Right, and I mean, I always look at this through the you know wizardy wavy hands eyes, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, but again, like I said earlier. Diving Fury with Strange, but that's not a good trade because I'm going to lose Strange. Probably. Now, probably. based on what I'm seeing here, you are likely to have 
more models than me. So I could maybe think about, well, I will have priority. So, so playing in that way could be something. However, it's still, it's still tough. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah it's, I, I, I think you did hit the nail on the head though. You go for what I'm, you particularly Bucky, if you can get Bucky or, uh, Gary and the boys off the board uh, that really starts to take the burden off the rest of your team. When exactly. it comes to like, and, and me, that's why punishing you. I, I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. You know, Bucky is a really good character in a lot of ways and, and he can play at the range where he's relatively safe. So having a medium range mystic attack, for characters like Bucky specifically, I think is very important in kind of the overall meta, if you will, of Crisis Protocol. And if you don't have someone that can reach out and get there in some way or another, I, I think you're you're gonna. I don't want to say struggle. You're gonna have to just try a little bit harder. You know. Yeah. If you can't deal with Bucky's range. Uh, Bucky's going to give you a hard time. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think Bucky is definitely, uh, a key cog here, but we, we spent a lot of time talking about Hawkeye. I've spent a lot of time talking about minutia and we'll continue doing that. Cause that's what we're here to do. And again, suits, I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're getting something out of this. And, and I know that a lot of times I frame things from how I would approach it, but I think that maybe that helps if it doesn't. Let me know. I, I also try to think of other ways that people might might do things, and uh, and I always like to to learn and try to be better myself. So uh, another character that I, I I know why he's here, and I have I have to ask. I mean, it's Luke Cage, and he's literally here for to heroes for hire somebody, and to just be parked in the middle and soak up attacks. Yeah, yeah, we're, you know. It is mostly a gun line, but sometimes having a good front line means ha or good gun line means having a good front line. And uh, Luke Cage is an excellent, very affordable, very easy to use front line. Um, and again, another one of those making hard decisions and, you know, having to, my opponent having to think about, am I in rate? Is he going to heroes for hire? Can I afford to let him do that? Or am I in range two of Luke Cage? Is he going to bodyguard? Can I, should I deal with that first? Mm -hmm. uh, and then another one of those layers of, if you forget, and I just use Luke Cage bodyguard that could totally throw off a plan. Yeah. Uh, so I, Luke Cage, when I remember when these, when Luke Cage and Iron Fist came out and people looked at Iron Fist and saw the Iron Fist and saw his counting blanks and his mobility with his attack, uh, his flying kick. And they thought like he was incredible and, like kind of people kind of poo pooed Luke Cage a little bit. Uh, I'm still so proud that I was one of the few people going, nah, Luke Cage is nuts. Luke, like, Cage, is good. Luke Cage is super good. Luke Cage is super good. And uh, I mean, I'm right there with you. I've, I've, I wouldn't say I've been the biggest fan all along, but he is one of those where like when put into the right positions, he is very good. And damage reduction is one of those things where you're either going to get it all at once or you're going to be chipping away and, you know, cussing your brains out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he, he's six health officially, but he's kind of seven. 
So like, that's just worth three points to me is seven stamina on one side, six on the other effectively. Effectively. Like that's just so good. Yeah. And the more times you attack him, the more, the more health you give him essentially. Is that, yeah. The more value you get out of it. It's, it's, it's great. And, and then when you layer into the fact that you're potentially going to have a Sentinel prime here, that stagger on his builder gets way more interesting. Yes. Like, uh, I still don't think I've ever gotten it. You've <laughs> never hit the Power Man it, punch? Oh, I've had man. it gotten against me. Oh, man. The, hitting that Power Man punch feels so good. And then you're like, oh, by the way, I'm going to build three power and I have the stagger. I typically tend to one-shot people with this. Like, if I'm going to go for the power, like, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, all right, I'm going to move forward and Power Man punch and stagger. And I move forward and Power Man punch and one-shot them. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well. Well, that's just value. Like, I don't know which I wanted more. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, I don't want to give him power. I just want to stagger. And you one shot be like, oh, they're going to wake up mad. Yeah. Oh, now they're pissed. That's good. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like Luke Cage. I get why he's here. I think he's solid pick. Solid pick. So the final spicy inclusion, which I don't think it's that spicy. I think it's actually super good. Is She-Hulk? And she is the spiciest, I think. Her and Wong are the two spicy ones, I think. Yeah. She-Hulk is very good in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. I think she's exceptionally good. Where, like, if you're down on points, okay, cool, double aggressive. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, that's if you're up on points, you double aggressive. That's what I meant. That, that's what I said. That, I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> that is what you said. That's what I said. Yeah. So, I just, I really like that. I think that's fun. And then, also, She-Hulk uh, you know, you're going to see some Malekith. It's going to happen. I think She-Hulk is low-key excellent into Malekith. And I also think She-Hulk is low-key excellent into Sentinels. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is, um... There's nothing low-key about how, she, how good she is into Sentinels, actually. <laughs> she slaps into Sentinels. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty good in Sentinels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She is, um... I was having some trouble figuring out a 10th slot. Um, this could be a vision. This could be a Crimson Dynamo if I owned him. Uh, this could be a lot of slots, but I settled on She-Hulk for testing. Uh, she is probably the most asterisk character on this entire roster. Um, I played a game versus a local Hunter. You know Hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know Hunter, uh, Hunter went to Nashcon this year and uh, won two games. One was like 14 to two and the other one was like 12 to four. And he was the one lower. <laughs> he, he tabled, his, he tabled two opponents at Nashcon being yep. super far down on points. He just decided, you know what? I don't even care about the objective. I'm just going to kill all the murder. Uh, and that is, that is hunters. That, that is um, him in its purest form. You might say he hunted them down. He dude, he did. Uh, <laughs> So he played Malekith against me. Um, we played two games in the Malekith with this, against him with this list. Um, one was on Infinity Formula. It felt really good for me. Um, he had a lot of trouble trying to figure out like how to target prioritize, and I could swing side to side really easy and uh, ended up being able to, to squeak out a win. Then we played on, I think it was, uh, it could have been it was 16 on Researcher. Oh, nice. Oh, man, it was really bad for me. Um, oh yeah, researcher with Mal. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I wasn't able to get 
the eye in the sky rolling for Nick Fury before he started tearing people up. Um, and it just went, I, I played a little poorly in that game too. Um, I didn't play how I should have, but it became very clear to me that um, if I don't have a way to get eye in the sky rolling, I lose a lot uh, versus Malekith. Um, being able to eye in the sky away and waste his ferocity throw attack um, is really, really important. Um, it really limits how much damage he can do and how much displacement he can do. Mm -hmm. So we had a conversation and I had a conversation with a couple other people and she Hulk does seem potentially really interesting. I changed the play style up a little bit and group up a little bit more so she can uh, bodyguard or legal defense. Yeah. Um, she probably gets thrown around and I don't like that. Um, but then she can aggressive back and clear the court, uh, be able to throw like him or other things is pretty good. Throw a medium. Oh yeah. Um, and then superior weight training to roll like 11 die physical into him. Um, slow him. And then potentially like if I have the, if I have enough, um, power, I almost said mana. Um, <laughs> I can do like the defense rest to also give him stagger. Um, yeah. like she has a lot of really good things that he hates. Uh, she is a risk even to him. Cause he could just one shot her or whatever, or like one around her. And that's really bad for me, but he's oh, going to yeah. do that to a lot of people. Yep. Um, but she is literally only there. If I am locked into a, uh, a central objective versus Malekith. Yeah. Uh, so I can hopefully give him the, um, the Rorschach classic tell him I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. But yeah, I think, I think she's really good. I think that, uh, you know, being able to slow Malekith, like that's another thing that I think people don't talk about enough with Malekith specifically is being able to put the slow condition on him. It's, it's not much, but it really does limit his mobility. And a lot of times people are banking on his medium move combined with that big base, which it's pretty insane distance, but just being able to slow him down that little bit can really help. Especially so. if you can do it before he gets in. Exactly. And then if you layer into that a clear the court, it means that his action economy is significantly less, which I really mm -hmm. like. So yeah, being able to do like sensation if if I get like the dream the dream turn is like weight training uppercut, build a bunch of power, another one, or the just a, a raw the defense rests to stagger him. Yeah. And then throw him somewhere. I mean, like him being slowed, staggered, and medium away from people means that, like, he maybe gets to charge yeah. um, and hit someone. The only downside is, in his own affiliation, he does get the move, uh, and that's not good. Does he also get the, I think, does he also clear a condition? I can't remember. I think he does. On when he does or what? Or is that, no. I don't think his does. Who? What? Sorry. Okay, no, I'm thinking his his leadership. I was wondering how similar it is to, yeah, to Sam. Yeah, no, his uh, leadership he can move doesn't. the short and heal and get a power, but he doesn't clear condition. Correct. So like he'll still be limited to the one action. Exactly. Big Zachary. Yeah. So she um well, she's a tech piece. I she's a she's a heavy tech piece. She could be anything, um, but I I think. Hunter is coming today to the game store, and I think we're going to test if he will do it. I'm going to test this. Uh, 
I'm gonna be like, I need you to beat the crap out of me again, <laughs> or try anyway. Yeah, because uh, that was. I don't mind having bad matchups where I'm a little disadvantaged, but I don't like it when I look at the table and realize I never stood a chance. Yeah. Uh, so if I can find the silver bullet for that, to at least even out the score, I'm happy. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So, Merzane, with all of that, that's kind of covers the main characters and stuff that I wanted to talk about here. But is there any other tactics or character interactions that you want to discuss with this list? Um, I think we hit a lot of the really fun ones. Um, obviously you've got, or, or you've heard it before, right? Like, you know, Nick Fury bouncing around Sentinel prime with, uh, siblings in arms. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's very good. Uh, he did the same thing with she Hulk, um, winter soldier with likes having a lot of dudes on the board like this. Yeah. Because that means a lot of Hydra tactics. Yeah. Um, yeah, really that's kind of it. You know, we, t- uh, well, Black Widow is kind of interesting in this list. Um, sometimes, you know, they have to be within range three to hit her. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm ahead on points and they try to like get in that range three to ignore martial artists, um, if they don't kill her, I can go counter strike, pay the power, move forward. Now the second attack is under martial artist. Yeah. Oh, so good. So um, a lot of weird stuff like that. So when we're, when we're looking at this, and maybe this will be a discussion we have to think about with crisis when we talk about your crisis selection. You're correct me if I'm wrong. You're likely playing wide, and are there situations where you don't bring prime, or is prime one of these like he's in there for most of the action? Uh, prime is like the second tech piece with She Hulk. He's really good on the when it's not Malik at the cross the table. He's really good against like kind of enclosed places. Uh, he's also really cool against black order, believe it or not. Um, yeah. He's able to pull uh, Corvus and or Proxima away from each other. Yep. Um, the rerolls on the defense can sometimes make a difference. And yeah, also making sure that whichever one I decide to go into, whether it be Corvus or Proxima, getting the rerolls and attacks helps. Yeah. And the smash helps kill Corvus, uh, which is one of the reasons it's still in there. Um, and then, he is a really big base for eye in the sky. He's really hard to pin down. Um, even if uh, Thanos kidnaps him, yeah. his base is so big. Like he just, he, I don't, I think the only one that can st- stick to him under an eye in the sky is like Corvus with uh death blow. Yeah. Um, which is very good to force him to start with death blow. Um, especially if it's like early in the, in the round. Yeah. Um, and he just, I'm able to like, rather than spread out and have a gun line, it's usually my, I'm going to like turtle up and tank and I'm going to have a lot of efficient guys um, you have to deal with. And um, the few times I've played them, it's been on, uh, like I said, more enclosed stuff or stuff where my opponent was going to have to come to me. Yeah. And uh, it's worked surprisingly well. Nice. Um, I've actually, I think that Sentinels, Prime especially, but Sentinels in general are very, very good splash for shield. Yeah, um, I think so too. And so with that being said then, okay, so Prime is is a bit of a tech piece. I get that. So then, like, you're playing super wide. You're playing Nick Fury in a bunch of threes. Yeah, typically. Yeah. That's a, my typical is going to be Nick Fury and a bunch of the boys going out to for a good time, saving yeah. the world. Yeah, I like it. So let's talk about your crisis selection. Cri- cri- crisis? 
crisis, 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 and assist selection. And uh, let's start with your secures. So we've got cosmic invasion. Black Order descends on Earth. So Black Order portals. Oh, that's always a tongue twister for me. At a 16 yep. threat, which I find to be interesting. You've got Infinity Formula goes missing, 17. I think that's an excellent shield crisis. Mutant Madman turns City Center into lethal amusement park. And that is 18 threats. So 16, 17, and 18 on your secures. And I think two out of three of those are fantastic for shield. Uh, mm -hmm. Extract crises, we've got hammers because everybody loves hammers. And it's fun. And Sentinel Prime starting with a hammer is just chef's kiss. Uh that's 18 threat. Struggle for the cube continues at 17. And the Montessi formula at 17. So, Merzane, Black Order Portals. What's, what's up with that? I uh, have always talked about how much I like uh, the D crises. Oh, you love um, the D. I love, I love the D. It's, it's a really good shape. Uh, I feel like I'm really good on that shape. Um, yeah. so this is one, um, one sensei Vince plays it, uh, so I must try it, but two, um, the way I look at it, cause I was looking for any of the D's anyway. Um, and of the three, uh, both two of them cost power. Um, cause the spider portals I have to spend to get, oh, and yeah. I don't necessarily like that. Don't remind me about spider portals, <laughs> spider portals. You have to spend to get. And I also can't really use my um, leadership on it because if my opponent pushes me off and I'm ahead, I can't walk back onto it because they could just, you know, they could just steal it out from under me anyway. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the uh, extremis is fine. It is a better point value, but my opponent can heal off of it. When I'm beating the crap out of my opponent, they have more power to heal themselves off of it. And that's no boy. No, I don't want them to heal. Yeah. And, uh, I'm typically pretty power starved, so I don't want to be spending my power on healing uh, on most characters. So I don't like that. Uh, Cosmic Invasion, though, it doesn't do anything super special, like you can't spend power to do stupid stuff, but occasionally it'll give me power. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I don't care if my opponent gets more power um, because I'm trying to kill them most of the time. Uh, they're going to get power. It's just inevitable. This is not a list I'm trying to deny most of the time. I got you. Um, and the push can help a lot too because it can either push someone away from me or push someone into range. Yeah. Um, occasionally it pushes my guys into weird spots, but I a lot of that is going to be me trying to position to not be pushed into weird spots or have people to have things to backstop so I can't get pushed at all. Or if you do um, get pushed, it's like pushing it out of danger. Exactly. Um, and... Like I said, you know, I love that two power. Oh, yeah. It is so good in this list to get an extra two power randomly every now and then. Yep. Yeah, no, it's really good in that. When you look at it in that way, like when I played it with my Web Warriors, it was awesome with that. You yes. Know. So especially because it does your job for you. Sometimes it pushes someone off the point and then they have to get back on. Exactly. No, I like it. I think it's great. One of the ones that I'm surprised you don't have, but I it makes sense, but it just is surprising to me is scoundrels. Cause I feel like they'd be a good one for you. Uh, the issue is it gives them cover mm -hmm. and 20 points is 
good for me. I like having a lot of dudes and having a big spread. But against something like Criminal Syndicate, I'm giving them the game all right. the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'd I'd rather them have to pick it and then use one of my reds they don't particularly like. Yeah. So let's talk about your extracts now. And hammers is hammers, and again, it's it's just good. It, you know who else likes hammers? Who's that? Shield agents. Oh, oh yeah, no. That's, Surprisingly. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh, cool. You're going to get five dice with a reroll because you're within three with, of Nick's. Sweet. And then Nick gets a power for that, and he's the one spending the power for a card, so he doesn't get taxed for it when his shields his, and his agents have it. Yeah, it's so bad. Ugh, I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. So, yeah, we can, we can all agree that's pretty good. Same thing with Montesi. Uh, the shield agents with a book. Pretty spicy. Very bueno. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, I've played into that a couple of times, and I'm just, I'm like, oh, cool, my Wong's got a book. And it's like, nah, nah, the agents have a book, homie. That's that's the jam. Like, okay, And cool. Iron Man having a book is pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Believe oh, yeah. it or not. All the books all the time. But uh, Cube Fragments is an interesting one. And when, when I think about it, I like, in this slot specifically, the Spider-Infected better, because... The way I think about it is my opponent can only hold one, so I don't have to worry about like a black cat trying to steal all three of them and running into a corner or something. I know there's five. I say three because like realistically, if she gets all five of them, like I'm just proud of my opponent at that point. <laughs> like, yeah. way to go, you. Uh, but no, I, I think Struggle for the Cube is interesting, and I'm curious, is the idea there to try to get as many on the shield agents as possible and then maybe or is it just you don't really care about the damage and you want your opponent to be taking some damage too is that kind of what what the thought is uh it's a little bit of that um because again we have all the defensive tech layered so i shouldn't be getting hit very often Mm -hmm. um but also i like the power a lot it's a lot of really good power game yeah well yeah that's Uh, and you did make a point about how the power economy that you're going for is, is something that's important. So you could see if, let me just imagine the setup here. Bucky on one side, Howling Commandos on the other, Fury in the middle, and trying to, or would, would you want to have one of those Q fragments on Fury, uh, Junior? Matchup dependent. Okay. Interesting. So it's, it's hard to, it's very dependent on what the, what the thing is. And another part, you know, you talked about the, um, the uh, spider infected um, with spider infected, giving up the middle is just as hard as in this one. Uh, but in this one, um, if I'm behind, not only are they going to take damage, uh, but if they kill one of my guys, I'm going to get a victory point for it. So like, right. It's good all around. So Rosane, I've just got kind of one final little question for you with this list. And shoot. When we, we see you've got three opportunities for 17, Two opportunities for 18. Granted, you know, it takes two to tango, and so your opponent's going to bring some other crises and maybe some different threat values and stuff like that. But it would look to me like you have a very comfortable 17 that you would run. And I know that most people think that, like, when you're list building, starting at 17, since it's the most common, threat value is a good way to build a list. So with that, what what is your seventeen looking like? Because when I'm looking at your list here, I'm thinking the Fury Boys, Junior, Senior, and Winter Soldier. That makes ten. 
And then it gets a little interesting to make that 17 from there. Yeah, I think typically it's going to be Widow Wong and a three, whichever one I think I need. That's what I was thinking too, is, is, is the two twos and then another three. And how do you feel <laughs> about that as a combo? Do you feel like being that wide, which would be six wide at that point on 17, which is very strong, uh, do you, but it's kind of like you're, you're banking on a character like Wong to do what he needs to do and maybe not contribute as much on points. Whereas I will say on your crisis selection, especially your secures, Wong will easily be contributing on points. Yeah. I got, I'm not, he, like I said, in, in a, and since Vince's list um, and in other lists, I've seen bullseye is a big one. I'd obviously get you toad. I get a little bit more like direct work. Um, but I haven't felt taxed by Wong keeping him on a back point. Yeah. Um, and th- the other five as a five do really good. Um, and especially with Wong just kind of up doing a little bit of upkeep to keep them ticking. Yeah. Um, the other configuration, if it isn't super spread out or if I feel I can get away with it would be the prime and Wong or black widow. Yeah. Um, Wong, if I feel like I want them to come to me more and I want to go ahead and get, you know, the, prime online and keep you know keep health and stuff going yeah um widow if i feel like i need to have a, an option to reach out and grab points um or a way to like pressure a back point uh so like it's a pretty flexible 17 um the, the prime variant isn't as flexible obviously <laughs> right um i i kind of put myself in a corner with where i where i can go with that build but the uh the six wide build has a lot of little uh, different configurations it can go into, um, you know, the standard like with Hawkeye and the and the and Fury and Winter Soldier for all the punishment or Iron Man swap for Hawkeye for a little bit more control yeah. or we could swap, you know, uh, Fury and the Commandos for Cage for another defensive option. Um, there's like a lot of like interesting little little knobs you can turn to get the uh, the 17 really working. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's, I think it's solid. And I was just was curious what the thought process was there behind that. So uh, yeah, no, it's good. I, I like it a lot. And uh, I got to say, Merzane, I do not want to play you. Uh, <laughs> but I want to play you. It'll well, be so fun. Well, no, let's, let's, let's walk that back. I, I enjoy it when I, we play each other because I always learn something. I always get something out of my games and stuff like that. I always lose, but it's, it's, I, I look at this list and I'm just like, I don't feel like I have an answer for it other than just making the right play at the right time. And I feel like that's really difficult. So it's one of those just things. You're making me where, want to play you more. Yeah. Well, look, if we play, can we just both get to three and O oh and then just play <laughs> to finish it off? And I'll let you be Lord of Tennessee yet again. I mean, Playing you in finals would be the ultimate cool factor, I think. Uh, but I also realize we've never actually gotten to play in person. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's wild. <laughs> so if it's round one, it'll be fun. And maybe you'll you'll dethrone me round one. Maybe yeah. I won't even make it to finals. No, see, look at that. Look at it this way. If we play round one, then you can just be like, okay, cool. Got this dub. Check that off. There we go. Oh, absolutely Ching. not. <laughs> not so, in this game. No, not in not in this game where I have a 
<laughs> where I've had all my characters one shot sequentially. Well, I mean, look, if I can do if I can pull that off, I will be a happy person. But with that said, we have come to the end of the special report. And uh, Merzane, is there any any final thing you want to leave the suits with about your list? Uh, shield is very fun and also very hard. If you're interested in shield, uh, I would look up a lot of stuff. Um, I mentioned sensei Vince a little bit here. Uh, I think Vincent Kirkhoff is his YouTube. He talks on Alfredo size three taco truck and, uh, spoiler alert. We had, a, we had a little talk with him on our gamers guild podcast. Um, that was all very good. If you want to get into the, uh, if you want to get into shield, uh, he's a pretty good place to start. Um, uh, if you don't know anything about him, he's got some really, um, his, he will tell you his opinions and they will be right, <laughs> which I really like about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, keep in mind on it. He's, it's a person he's giving off a, a very fun persona as someone a little bit more, um, direct than he really is. Uh, yeah. so if you think, why is he like this? He's not, he's just, it's just, it's just for fun. Um, we, uh, but he was a very good resource for getting into it. Um, there are other good resources. Use them. Uh, coming into shield blind is difficult. Uh, it is. There's no shame, especially for this one in asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think shield is, is mental load up there pretty hard. So it's, it's, it's a fun affiliation. It's a hard affiliation and it's one that I think is a tough nut to crack in a lot of ways, but all that to say, Suits, let us know what you think of Merzane's list and whether or not you think he's going to regain his crown as the uh, past and uh, maybe future emperor of Tennessee. So let us know that. You can send us messages at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can send us messages on our Facebook page. That's a great place to interact. And... um Speaking of Merzane, we have to come up with a secret code for the giveaway, the Weapon X giveaway. And um, I, I mean, I feel like the word <laughs> of the show is interesting, but that is not an good. interesting secret code. <laughs> intriguing. Intriguing. Uh, we can do better. Or we can do better. Sensei. Clapback. 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 Because you've got the all clapback list over here. I think we've done that one before, though. Or blender, because if you walk too far forward, you are walking into a bullet blender. Mm, I like it. I like it. Or we could do, yeah, no, I like that, the bullet blender. But we didn't say that at all. Like, I don't feel like that fits. Look, it's true. Fit. That's true. So uh, punished. Punished. There you go. There we go. So punished is going to be your secret code word for today's episode because dealing with this list running into the middle you will be punished you will be punished for every action you take because you're getting shot six waves from sunday so with that being said send us the message facebook is the number one a1 place or you can send us message on our discord if you are a part of our discord community just send me a message with the secret code. I'll get you added in. Or uh, if you would like to find out how to be a part of our community over there, it is super chill, very relaxed. <laughs> we talk a lot about Marvel Snap because it's hot right now. But we also 
love talking about MCP. There is still a metric ton of MCP content over there, so don't worry about that. And it's just a good time. It's really chill, and everyone's really fun and, and nice to interact with and everything. And uh, it's it's really, it's, I love it. I, I can't say enough. It's my favorite Discord community on the interwebs, gotta say. And uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can come and hang out with us and you get some cool benefits and uh, different different stuff like that. So make sure to check that out. And for the giveaway that ends on December 25th, so that'll be the last day to submit secret codes and we'll be pulling the winner to be announced on uh, January 1st. So uh, be ready for that. It's to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to uh, announce who the winner is there and everything. It'll be... Uh, It'll be awesome. We are, well, actually, the winner will be announced on January 5th, I just realized, because I looked at the calendar wrong earlier. But uh, either way, it's going to work out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great, and we're going to have a great time. And, uh, Merzane, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Gamers Guild podcast, uh, where we talk about a lot of the same stuff we talk about here. A little bit different, uh, a little bit more focused on uh, getting into the game where the YouTube channel for the Gamers Guild is very new, sort of. Uh, we are the next step. Uh, also, you can find me in the Gamers Guild Discord and the House Party Protocol Discord, uh, the number one place for tagging me for with Omega Red Pictures. Yep, do it every time. It's super great. He loves it. It just... <laughs> I, I'm, I still just get shocked every time. I'm like, oh, someone tagged me. It's probably something interesting. Oh, that's another picture of Omega Red's arm. I didn't realize there were more of these. Yep, and just just imagine the sound, Marzane. I don't want to. Every every single time, like. And I, I told you, I painted my Omega Red, and I painted his tentacles rusty because I figured it's that much worse when they come out. Oh yeah, it'd be terrible. And and I'm sure he feels every inch of those tendrils coming out. Every oh god, it sounds so weird. And yeah. Party on Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. <laughs> <laughs>